I'm Amanda, and this is a Not Your Granny's Quilt Show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to today's episode. Today, my guest is Johnny Barfus. He is a fantastic quilter. He is the host of the podcast Quilty Friends on YouTube. He makes wonderful, beautiful quilts and has such a passion for sharing about the benefits of making and creating on our mental health. And that's his whole goal through his podcast is to chat about how being creative and making things can actually be extremely helpful for your mental health. So if you haven't met Johnny yet, or you don't know much about him, this is a great episode to listen to. We chat about everything under the sun and it's just a good time. So I hope you enjoy and let's get into it. You can now get your hands on Not Your Granny's Quilt Show merch. That's right. I said it. We have merch. There are sweatshirts, there's t-shirt, there's a tote bag, there's a mug, there's stickers. And let me tell you, it is some of the cutest stuff I've ever seen if I do say so myself. So get yourself over to the merch site and check it out. It's nygqs.printify.me. That's nygqs.printify.me to check out the merch today. Hey y'all, this is my plug for Patreon. If you join today, become a patron of Not Your Granny's Quilt Show, you get a Not Your Granny's Quilt Show logo sticker sent right to your door. So hop on over to Patreon today and check it out. I'd like to thank all of you that are here. Thank you so, so much for being a listener or being subscribed on YouTube. If you're not already, please hop on over. You can subscribe on YouTube. Give me a thumbs up. Click that little bell to be notified when there's new episodes. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, I would love to see some reviews on there. When I hit 55 star reviews, I'm going to do a big merch giveaway. So I'd love to see those five-star reviews coming in. And as soon as we hit 50 of those, we will do a big merch giveaway. Thanks. Well, thank you for joining me today so much. I've been so looking forward to chatting with you. How are you doing? <laughs> Good. Finally feeling glad that we're able to connect after so many misses, but thank you for being patient. Of course. I was like, third time's a charm, baby. We got it. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so... Yeah, I've just, I've been following you for a little bit, but then I, I heard you on <laughs> on the Grateful Fred podcast and I was like, okay, I really need to talk to this guy. So thank you for joining me. And yeah, so we're here. We made it. Let's just dive in and tell me, I guess, cause I've only heard a little bit, but, um, where did you start quilting and like, how did it come into your life? So my grandma was a quilter and my mom was a seamstress, like expert seamstress. And of course, I didn't learn from either of them, but I think like so many people have memories of grandma's house and the quilt frame set up and the quilting bee going ahead, you know, going on and lying under those quilt frames. I just talked to someone the other day and she's like, oh my gosh, that's like a core memory is <laughs> those lying under the quilt frames of my grandma's quilting. So I had that definitely. Um, my grandma quilted with her sister who lived next door to her. Okay. And so anytime you went over, they'd have a quilt on or, you know, my grandma did crochet, um, just all the typical grandma things, you know. Yeah. Um, and then my mom was a seamstress, but she made clothing a lot. And so mm -hmm. she's so talented. She could make anything um, like, you know, she did costumes and made her own clothes. Like there's one outfit that we can't find a picture of exactly, but she patchworked like she made her own patchwork material. Mm -hmm. So she basically made a patchwork quilt, didn't quilt it, then made a jumpsuit out of it. So she has this like patchwork <laughs> jumpsuit. I mean, she was just very chic. And yeah. anyway, so I didn't start quilting. I started when I was, well, it was 22 years ago now. Um, I had a friend who his son, my, my friend was having a baby boy. Mm -hmm. And so my friend was really fashionable like he always shopped at Nordstrom and stuff. So I went to the Goodwill and bought a bunch of men's shirts mm -hmm. up into squares. And then <clears throat> that one we actually hand quilted. Oh, wow. And I still have my grandma's quilt frames. So 
I haven't done much with them, tied a few quilts since then, but after, you know, getting more into long arming, yeah, you know, but I kind of want to set up again and just do some, at least like, anyway, so that's where I kind of got started was my friends, my friend having a baby boy mm-hmm. and did doing that one. That was my first quilt. So after that, I just, I've always loved fabrics and colors and textures, all that kind of thing. So I just felt it really natural to just and uh, just play with fabrics. Yeah. So. That's awesome. I like you grew up with a mom who could sew anything like, wow. and she was same. She would do mostly apparel, but she would, she had made us like, um, like a little play tent. I, it was so cute and had like a little sunshine on the back. Like she would make us clothes. And yeah, if I was like, I need a fancy princess dress or whatever, cause I was living out my fantasy of Disney movies, right. but, um, she would just like whip something up for me. We'd go to the store and I'd get to pick my fabrics. And so, yeah, I, I'm very much in that same realm of like, I've always been around fabric and crafting and sewing and, and creating, but yeah. it wasn't taught to me by my mom or my grandma or anybody, yeah, my best same. friends, but <laughs> So it's kind of funny. Yeah. My mom made like matching outfits for me and her, my dad, like I was the youngest. So Mm. I got like matching shirts. And one time I remember I, I wanted to be a, uh, a vampire for Halloween. She's like, Oh, I'll make you a cape, you know, but it couldn't be just any cape. It's like floor length, black satin, red satin on the inside like it's like this super deluxe cape I still have it um fantastic. it could be just a normal like you know a three foot cape that'd be floor length and I have six foot three. Oh my so, gosh anyway so just she just always was magical with things like that yeah it's just I think it just adds like such a special element of like you said magic to just anything even now it's like I know if I needed help sewing anything I can ask my mom and she'll figure out how to like help me and I still take like alterations to her. I'm like, I need this dress tucked in right here. I need this done. And she's like, all right, bring it over. And she'll have it done in like 10 minutes. And I'm like, dang, this is so nice. Like I kind of, I feel like I maybe took it for granted when I was younger, but like, I also didn't really ask her for a lot. Once I got past that, like play pretend stage, you know, Mm -hmm. Mm, that's not true. She made my formal dresses for some of the, my high school dances. Uh I was like, by the way, I need you to make this like Cinderella-esque <laughs> thing. And she's like, all right, how many layers of tool do you want? <laughs> so that is awesome. Yeah. I think that dress is cursed though. Cause I wore it. And then like right after prom, my boyfriend broke up with me. And then when oh. my sister was a senior, she wore it. She's 15 years younger than me. Um, and then her boyfriend broke up with her a few days later. Oh. I was like, I think we need to burn that dress. My mom's <laughs> like, what? <laughs> no. It's the dress of truth, actually. It's when the truth comes out. Right, exactly. I'm like, maybe it was a lifesaver. We were just too beautiful in it that these right. boys realized they weren't worth worthy of us. There you know. go. <laughs> we gotta spin it, right? Make ourselves feel better for getting dumped. Always put a good spin on. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, so you mentioned long arming. So do you do your own long arming or do you have somebody else who does it for you? Sometimes people always ask if I like to do my own quilts, but by, I really like the process of making the top. Mm. And usually by then I'm kind of sick of it. So <laughs> I don't want to see it again. Mm-hmm. That's how I started out too. I was very spoiled when I was started quilting. I had a good job and we would pay people to long arm quilts, you know? So, yeah. Um, but I do like try to imagine what I want the quilting to be. And there's some that, sorry, my two dogs are in here. So if you hear a bark, that's why. We love um, dogs. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> he just decided to huff for some reason. So when I'm like, I have one quilt um, that I I did the top and I just put it away for a long time, but I was thinking about how I wanted to quilt it. And I did quilt that one myself. So there are ones that I, I try to think of the quilting while I'm making the quilt. That mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah. Um, if it's just like a, this will sound terrible, but if it's just like a gift or a, a quilt for use, you know, like a bed mm-hmm. quilt or something, I just usually just do those edge to edge or something. Mm-hmm. Or, um, but I worked for Handy Quilter for three and a half years. Okay. And 
part of that was in testing. So I would have to test machines mm-hmm. uh, while I was working. So we'd actually do actual quilting at work. So I quilted a lot of my own quilts then. But then after I left, I still had a friend, my good friend moved into that position. So I just take them to her and have her do them. And yeah. Yeah. So I'd say half and half. Yeah. I, the long arming is probably my favorite part. So I'm just like, I like want to rush through my quilt tops to be able to get to the long arming. Cause it's like, I see the pantograph. I see the thread color. Like I know exactly what I want on that quilt. And then it's like, I'm ready to get to that part. So I'm just like, okay, okay, okay. Are you done? I'm like, I want to be done sewing. (laughs) So I'm like guilty of making a lot of quilts with like big, easy blocks, like a lot of half square triangles. (laughs) That's not super easy, but yes, I get it. No, I mean, I guess simple and like more basic is right. I guess would be more fair than easy because yeah half square triangles are son of a bitch sometimes <laughs> <laughs> but do you have a long arm yourself yeah so my mom and I we have a quilting business together oh, nice. um sweet pea design company and so we have a long arm and we make custom quilts for people and she does other sewing as well. We work with a couple of interior designers here in town and she'll make like window cushions and, you know, throw pillow covers and curtains and all that kind of stuff for people. So yeah, we just kind of sew and quilt all day long, which is pretty great. So that's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's really fun. And, you know, we got the computer on ours, so we love to play around with like the digital features and you know, we can do custom quilting that way too and save our backs. And (laughs) we were like, how do we do this and save our bodies so we can do this for like the longest amount of time possible? (laughs) Yes. That's awesome. Yeah. So how was it working at Handy Quilter? Like what, what led you to taking that job? And then, yeah, like, how was it working? Um, well, man, about, it was about six years ago. I was, well, my mom passed away eight years ago. Oh, I'm sorry. And that kind of threw me for a, quite a depression. Yeah. I didn't know I was in, you know, like mm-hmm. you don't realize at the time, but yeah. a lot of grief and stuff like that. And then um, about six years ago, six and a half, I ended up being homeless mm. and I was just kind of desperate for a job. And there, I noticed the quilt shop was hiring. Mm-hmm. They were kind of far away, but I'm like, I've, I've always loved quilting. Why not work in a quilt shop? And so I worked in a quilt shop for about a year and then I kind of needed a change. So I was kind of looking around and both Riley Blake and a handy quilter are both like here in Utah. Mm -hmm. So I applied for both of them and I got an interview with Riley Blake first, but then didn't hear from him. And then I kept seeing, I just kept feeling prompted, you know, Mm -hmm. essentially like handy quilter, go to handy quilter, you know? Yeah. So they had this position that said, uh tester product testing or something and I was like but one of the things in it is said previous knowledge of xxx product testing software or something and I was oh. like I have no idea what this is but I I emailed the HR person and she's like I think you'd be a really good fit for this and then when I met the the manager who would, the person who would be my manager essentially my supervisor and then the manager the supervisor she was a long arm quilter and we just had a lot in common. And so mm-hmm. I got that job and I got a call back from, uh, I got home from the, from accepting the position a week mm-hmm. later, I got home and sat on the couch and I get a call from Riley Blake <laughs> extending me a call, extending me a job. I said, uh, I just took a job. Yeah. So I actually saw Cindy Cloward, who's the owner of Riley Blake. I saw her at, um, QuiltCon. Oh. next week because I had a quilt in that quilt con I went down for that and I just said I'm so sorry I couldn't take the job and she's like that's okay and I said they do give you a long arm free you know if you work there and she goes well I can't match that so yeah yeah so one of the perks of working there used to be if you worked there for four years you could earn a machine so oh wow a pretty sweet deal yeah but that's having, so cool. yeah it was awesome so I started out just in product testing and I really loved it. I did it for um, a year and a half. And then there was an opening in the education department. And so I moved into education and did that for two years. 
so I was a teacher and did videos and all kinds of fun stuff so okay so is it like tutorials for owners or yeah both so we did in-person trainings for um users like end users owners and then also for retailers so anyone who wants to be a retailer they go to handy quilter for training for uh four days or whatever it is mm -hmm. and before they can become a retailer so yeah yeah seems like you should have to know how the machines exactly. work to be able to sell them you're like i don't know how it works but uh you should buy one <laughs> yeah and it's really great they have like that's what i love about the handy quilter they just they're fo so focused on education and yeah and making sure they they're training their people so mm -hmm. i awesome. love it it's great that's so cool and what a fun you know fun use of time too it's like to be paid to do something that you really just love is it is really a blessing and just so fun like you know when we're having a great run and we're really busy and making all these quilts and long arming a ton we're just like oh my gosh this is so exciting like i can't believe this is happening still so that's awesome that's that, fun that feeling is unmatched i think really like so no sorry i didn't mean to interrupt you nope you're fine i forgot that i grew up in a family business so i mm. my, my parents came to me when i was 15 and i'm the youngest mm -hmm. everyone else has kind of moved on they said we want to start a business with you so it's a music store mm -hmm. so i had that same time with my parents when i was young that from from time i was about 15 16 to 25 well anyway yeah. 25 and then 35 so i spent almost 20 years with them wow uh side by side a lot and it was just invaluable Mm -hmm. that's funny i haven't thought about that like that way for a minute so thanks for that reminder yeah of course i really value that time it was really it was a very good learning experience definitely mm -hmm. um and it was yeah. fun they were they were always very youthful mm -hmm. um i was the youngest but they were still very i don't know they just always acted young so yeah a lot of fun things together so that's, that's incredible fun. yeah how cool thank you a music store so are they musical or did they just... yeah my dad's super musical so he learned he learned to repair instruments when he was like 14 or 15 with wow. his like cousins in california and then he just always loved it he just loves music he still plays like he's 85 or 86 now and he still plays like in two different bands or you know wow he'll play he plays horn somewhere and bass somewhere else and <laughs> he was playing alpenhorn with a swiss group he's just <laughs> so. that's it that's so cool i yeah i don't think i've ever heard of anybody actually playing alpenhorn like that's really cool right yeah he's, <laughs> he's a kick that's so fun how cool though like to be surrounded by it's in music is also you know so creative so just that create creativity just being around it all the time is so infectious and yeah i love it that's really that, fun that's what i loved about working in quilt shops as well mm -hmm. it's just the customers and the creativity like the constant creativity and kind of every day is different you know nothing not like that's the same with your business right like yeah. you're doing the same thing every day so no. I asked no. my dad, I asked my dad once why he liked that, why, like why he liked the business he was doing, you know, because he was doing most of repairs, you know, mm -hmm. and that's what he said. He's like, every day is different. I'm not doing the same thing every day. Every day is a little bit different. So, yeah, you just solve different problems every single day. It's like, yeah, you can have how, you know, how you want things to go. And then, and then that's not how they go ever. <laughs> <laughs> and then the reality of how they go. Exactly. Yeah, you have to like be a problem solver on your toes. And I think, you know, being an elementary school teacher for eight years taught me that well. Because mm -hmm. good God, do you have to be on your toes for that? <laughs> but um, so you know, my my feathers aren't easily ruffled, but there have been times where I've just been like sweaty, sick to my stomach, like I don't know what to do, how to fix this. And you know, I think it helps having my mom who knows how to fix so many things and having, you know, my experience with what I've done and the two of us can usually come up with pretty good solutions and, and 
you know, I mean, we're still kicking, so <laughs> it seems to be working just fine. Right. But. That's awesome. So you said, you said you worked with them from to 25 and then 35. So did you have like a gap in there? Or? Oh yeah. I, I left a few times. I mean, yeah, I left a couple of times, like in my twenties, just trying to figure out what I wanted to do, go to school. I moved to California for a minute. I don't know. Yeah. But then from I was about about 27 to 35 or so, I was there again full time. And that was kind of when my mom, like I took over managing and my mom went home to kind of retire and just be at home. Mm -hmm. So and that's kind of when we also like computerized everything, went, you know, turned mm -hmm. everything on and put everything on a computer and all that kind of stuff. So yeah. it was it was a challenging time, but very rewarding as well. So yeah. It yeah. gives you such skills. Like I think sometimes people don't necessarily view it as being translatable to the outside, outside of that specific situation. But I think yeah. the resilience of seeing a big change like that and follow through with it is like really valuable for outside of, you know, that environment or that situation, because you do have to put yourself in a position to be humbled by a stinking <laughs> machine. Like, yeah. And by so, a computer program. yeah. So I think, you know, probably held value for you and later times too, just to, because you did something that was challenging and it stretches your brain and builds those new neural pathways. It's kind of like, yeah, we all need those moments of struggle to figure it out and come out to the other side of it. Do we though? Like, do we really need those moments of struggle? Cause I think I've had enough. I mean, yeah. <laughs> right you're like really uh, thought I was in a good spot but I guess not <laughs> I'm back in a good spot so we're good again so that's good it's just that mindset of like what's the worst that could happen and then what's the best thing that could happen of like playing those two like my therapist would always say you know imagine a yardstick at one end is the worst case scenario at the other end is the best case scenario think about both things and then find a solution that's in the middle and I was like yeah. oh because <laughs> you know awesome dealing with anxiety it's like always worst case scenario thinking not always but most of the time but usually and, yeah. and so just kind of being able to wait think about that like okay how far am I willing to take this in the negative and how far am I willing to take this in the positive and where can I meet in the middle to find like a reasonable solution forward with this thing so that's been super helpful that's awesome <laughs> but anyway yeah, yeah like good, good plug for therapy there too way to go oh yeah I'm a hard advocate for therapy so yeah me too I think everybody needs it <laughs> <laughs> and I think we all need each other like um I know I've probably said it on here before but my husband's doing his master's in counseling right now and nice. and we've always been like learners about mental health, like always reading books or listening to different things. And, um, so it's just been like tenfold more now that he's, you know, actually on a, a trajectory for learning it. And right. just the, the things that are out there that there's like studies and research for and support for it just like contradicts so much of what is being told to us about mental health and mental well-being and there's so much power in community and you know it's like individual therapy is really important and it's super helpful but also having a, a trusted community of people around you whether it's you know a couple good friends or some you know some family sprinkled in there or whatever that community looks like for you like having that as well as the therapy is like it just increases the healing like 10x like so much more because you have a safe space to to do that growth and to do that that learning and changing so it's just crazy yeah <laughs> but do you listen to a lot of Brene Brown oh yeah obsessed yeah like she it. says we're hardwired for community mm -hmm. so it's anyway yep it's definitely important yeah and I think, you know, that's really a, a big reason why I wanted to start this podcast is because I was really struggling outside of, you know, my three best friends, which 
I wouldn't trade it for the entire world. But I'm like, there's, I want to find more people like me who want to broaden the spectrum of what it looks like to be a quilter in this modern era and be open and accepting of everyone and what, however they want to come at their craft. Like who cares if it's exactly how their great grandmother used to do it or exactly how one person thinks everything should be done. Like there's space for all of us. And I mean, not just in quilting, but everywhere, you know, yeah. it's like, I want to see a world where everybody is able to do what they want to do with no judgment. And as long as they're not hurting anybody else, like who freaking cares? (laughs) Like, right. Honestly, but I don't know. Uh, I agree. I agree. (laughs) So, and you have, you have a podcast, the Quilty Friends podcast. So yes, that's why I want to start a podcast too. Yeah. More on mental health, but yeah. yeah. Speaking of which, I haven't done an episode for like three months because of my mental health. So there's that. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. You were in a tough spot there for a minute, huh? Yeah, I had a rough spot, but we don't need to talk about that. It's okay. It's you don't have to. Yeah. I actually oh. did a podcast. I just filmed myself talking like for like 20 minutes the other day. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, I don't know if I want even want to post that. I don't know. So yeah. Um, yeah. It was just rough. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you're here. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I'm glad you're on this side of it. <laughs> oh my gosh. And that's what's so funny too, is like when you get to this side, I always think about like um the hero's journey. Have mm-hmm. you studied much about the hero's journey? Like any Pixar movie or whatever, any movie, they have the three, you know, the hero's journey. But we don't talk about the middle. That's what Brandon Brown talks about too, is the middle. Yeah. Like that that middle portion when you're actually in it, you know? Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> when you get to their side, like looking back now, I'm like, oh, it wasn't that bad, was it? But I'm like, no, it was really bad. It was, it was yeah. really bad. Yeah. But I'm finally like last the last week, I finally felt happy again. Mm. I finally felt like cheery or you know what I mean just yeah. like back to my old self yeah um I haven't sewn yet but I just barely got my sewing room put together yeah so I'm gonna start tonight I think pushing that fabric through yay yeah finding so, some sojo <laughs> get the sojo back yeah and I was packing up the sewing room I was like okay this is current project so mm-hmm. it needs to stay out or something so I can find it again but mm-hmm. yeah anyway, yeah it was That's- bad Mm. I had like the neighbors helping me pack like yeah people that I don't know super well are packing my underwear drawer you know things like that it's fine yeah but they were there like they showed up they showed up big that's really cool yeah they really showed up in a huge way so that's amazing but anyway my podcast is about making for mental health so yeah how good it is just to do something with our hands how good that is for our mental health and it's Mm -hmm. It's a, it's something I think is important. And also just to talk about mental health, you know, like it's okay Mm -hmm. to say the word. It's okay to say that you're going to counseling and you're in therapy and yeah, Yeah. all those things. So I'm really hoping to destigmatize that and shine a light more on that. So, yeah. And I think the more there is of us talking about it and not in a, like a minimizing way because I think sometimes people tend to like talk about it like haha so funny I'm in therapy it's like it's not funny (laughs) I mean (laughs) funny things might happen but like right no it's really important to say it out loud and and let other people know they're not alone you know we can recognize the the peace that can come with creating while you're you know struggling through something or if it's just time to kind of check out of the intrusive thoughts and and focus wholly on something else that is you know you're making something beautiful from that pain and and whether it's grieving or you're you know feeling depressed and you just need to make something whatever it is to get it out like whether you know you're quilting or painting or drawing or sculpting or smashing shit like even that (laughs) there's you know there's there's a smash room up in Ogden. Really? 
yeah they have like this smash i i, I didn't stop in because i wasn't angry at the time but they have a smash <laughs> room where you can go bust stuff up what? Hey, i'm gonna show a piece of art that i created okay. during my therapy i went to group therapy accidentally last week oh <laughs> So I have a niece that's going through some things and she sent me this text. She needed a ride because she had surgery. But anyway, she's mm -hmm. like, do I go to this thing with me? I'm like, sure, you know, like I'm always down for an adventure. Mm -hmm. And I get there and it's actual group therapy. Oh, wow. You just said making something beautiful out of a painful moment. So that's what we did. Mm -hmm. I got to turn my camera back on so I can see. Um, okay, anyway. So they first they had you right like put your pen down and like you're feeling the feeling that moment where the shit hits the fan basically yeah so they said put your pen down and then just draw how that feels and i was like oh it's really bad so i just made you know it's like out of control mm -hmm. out of bounds you know mm -hmm. i did this breathing exercise and basically calmed you down and then said okay well now feel make that beautiful and i was like oh mm. my. so that's the art that i created I love that. So fun. Yeah. Like I made that's... something beautiful out of that mess. Yeah. That's so, so anyway, cool. Thanks for letting me share. Yeah, of course. Thank you now for I gotta, sharing. Now I got to figure out how to make a quilt like that. Right. I was going to say, are you going to make a quilt? Because that looks like a quilt. <laughs> Take some doing some measurements. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Did that would be a really cool. Like, oh, dear. Um, you're like, this is a mess. Nah. Okay. I'm going on airplane mode. Okay. Okay. <laughs> oh. <sighs> okay. It's all good. It's all Thanks good. Thanks for your, um, you're like one of the um, most, like, not kind. You're kind also. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and just all the times I've had to reschedule, you're like, it's not a big deal. Yeah. It's not a big deal. So thank you for that. Of course. You're welcome. I just, I'm a firm believer that we're all just, we're just humans and we all need grace. And I just grace. am a firm believer in extending that to everybody I meet. So yeah, that's I a hope. good option. I've been reminding myself of that this week as well. Yeah. Not for me, but for others in my life. So. Yeah. And it's good to give yourself grace too. Cause it is. I think that's a, that's like a mental health thing that I think gets kind of skipped over is like allowing yourself the grace, like giving yourself the grace that you would give other people because you're right. just like, they're just people. You're also just a people like <laughs> you, you're having your, your experiences and, and your growing pains too. And so if you can extend grace to other people, you can extend it to yourself. And right. that's something I've had to practice really hard because it's really hard for me to give myself grace but <laughs> yeah yeah we're all doing the best we can yeah right? yeah and I think when we can't be our best selves that's where the community steps in and says hey we'll help you until you can be and you know no matter how long that takes it's kind of like those people will be there and be honest with you when you need to face your shit and <laughs> and support you when you just need somebody to pat you on the back or lift you up a little and I just like I want to build that so badly and create a safe space for people to just exist and be who they are and no matter what stage you're in you don't have to bring your best self to me like I don't care I'm still going to love you and still accept you just like you are because yeah just because just because <laughs> just because you're a person that's all it yeah. needs to be right yeah that's it honestly like I think partially like because I grew up in the church like um, you know non-denominational Christian like all the rage in the late 90s or whatever but just growing up that way like religion doesn't sit well with me but that concept of unconditional love and acceptance and forgiveness which also forgiveness can be a slippery slope when it comes to religion but self-forgiveness I think above all is where any other forgiveness has to come from and but yeah just that concept of just loving people no matter what is what I 
was able to take away from all of that experience. And yeah, <laughs> I don't know what I'm trying to say. No, I, I agree. <laughs> like I was raised in a religion and someone, someone talked to me about, oh, I met a pastor um, two days ago. Mm-hmm. So one of the clients I see, she invited me to go to church with her, which is very nice, you know, mm-hmm. and she told me the name of the church. And then I was at somewhere else and I saw this guy's, he's wearing a t-shirt for the church. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Hey, I know someone in your church, you know, and you guys, Oh, he's like, Oh, well, you're always welcome. I said, eh, I'm not really a big fan of organized religion right now, but thank you so much for the invitation. You know, yeah. like, I appreciate that. But yeah, I just, I don't know. Yeah. I don't, it's just, yeah. It doesn't sit well with me currently. So yeah. Yeah. I'm in the same boat. And I think, I think a lot of people are in that boat of, you know, some people find, find peace and solace in, in a religion and at church. And I think that's great. And some people don't. And I think, I think you have to be honest with yourself about what you're getting out of it. And if you're not really getting anything out of it, then it's okay to step away and, and try to figure out, you know, what, what that means for you. And I think, you know, for me and my husband is like, we've talked about it so much. Cause like we were kind of in and out of churches and early on in our relationship, just trying to f- see if there was anything that was a fit and we just couldn't find anything that felt good or like felt at home or really resonated with how we view the world and how we view who and what God is. And, mm-hmm. and so we've just really taken a dive in I feel like men, like mental health and well-being has like our religion, I guess, if, if we want to put a label on it, but, and I, but I think because of that, because that's where our focus has been, we both have become way more like loving and open and patient and you know we're able to give grace to each other and to ourselves and to others and you know whereas we both came from a very guarded places of being very defensive and and just you know just different things different perspectives but we're now in this place where I'm like man do you remember remember us 15 years ago he's like yeah (laughs) isn't that crazy that we're like these people now and not those people like yeah it's really wild feels like a completely different life right now yeah than when we first met and so I don't know I think all roads lead you somewhere but it's knowing what road you're picking and why and not just staying on one path because you feel like you have to or you're supposed to right like those are almost the ones that are least fulfilling because you're not being true to yourself and I think being true to yourself is more important than being afraid to let people down because it doesn't matter what you do you're always going to be letting someone down (laughs) yeah definitely and you just have to accept that but if you're letting yourself down like that's the worst betrayal right then you know someone being mad that you're not doing what they want you to do but your life is not theirs to decide so yeah anyway totally i agree i'm done i'll be done being preachy (laughs) (laughs) i'm like you're preaching to the choir there girl welcome to my crazy person church (laughs) (laughs) i'm just kidding oh um yeah so back to quilting and your podcast (laughs) yes quilting yeah so tell me what um projects you are excited to be working on um wow am i excited no um i <laughs> i really like um uh, i really like just the process of making blocks mm. so usually i'll make log cabins um but they're just not wonky but not even you know like mm-hmm. i don't really do wonky ones but just uneven log cabin blocks and then I really like doing um, string piecing as well. Mm, yeah. So the last one that I completed, a friend had a ba- a friend had a grandson. Oh. And so I said, well, ask your daughter, like ask her what the theme of the room is. And he, she, he's like, oh, it's all ocean themed. Oh my gosh. Oh, like this is all blues. And I love blues, you know, like blues mm-hmm. my favorite color anyway. So yeah. But then I'm not through with that. So I'm going to make another one for... I have two nieces. I have a niece that just had a baby boy and a niece that's expecting a baby boy. Oh my gosh. And so I want to make two more for them. Like one, 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the blocks are, but <laughs> one's like red, white, like, but basically like red, white, and blue kind of, but mostly blue with hints of red, mm. odd cabin. And the other one is more going to be string pieced, uh, just, yeah, blues, because she just moved to the ocean as well. She just oh moved to um, North Carolina, 15 minutes from the beach. So wow. I'm going to do ocean theme for her as well. So that's fun that's kind of what i'm most yeah yeah that's what i'm most excited about that's a good time i love that lots of baby clothes i have like i don't know i wish i could show you the project wall so i you can see the fabric but on this wall mm -hmm. over here there's like those ikea shelves yeah basically floor to ceiling too wide with individual things on them i'll just show you one so this is some project you know oh yeah mm -hmm. in a container yeah like, just pull out and yeah you know. so yeah. i'm in this new space i just moved to this new place and i have this gorgeous quilting room and i'm thinking about moving it downstairs and making a giant quilting room mm. but yeah i'm just I just kind of ready to be creative, like yeah. just play and yeah. Yeah. I have some, I have some thoughts on things I want to make for quilt con submissions. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. I was just going to ask, are you going to try to make anything for quilt? I, I always get too in my head about it. I do have yeah. one idea, but it's just get, I just have to get out of my own way basically. Yeah. That's the hardest part sometimes though. I hope you do make something for QuiltCon because I think, <sighs> I mean, I know it's tricky to get accepted and have yeah. it be shown, but I think, you know, what's that, what's that stupid saying? You miss a hundred percent of the shots you never take. Right. <laughs> no, I had, I had one quilt I wanted to submit and I, oh, I still have one that is in my mind and I've made blocks for it, but the mm. blocks each block takes a long time. It's like a mm -hmm. very long process. And I just, I don't know, I get burned out on my own, whatever. Mm -hmm. so, and I can't decide if I'm just being too, because I want to be precise. Mm -hmm. you know? And I mostly mm -hmm. don't do precise piecing and precise things. So mm -hmm. doing something more precise is a challenge and I sometimes get worn out but anyway. Yeah. No, I feel you. I'm that way too. Cause I, for my own quilts, like I don't really care if it's exactly on oh. you know and i'm okay with it being a little messy because that's just the humanness in it but but yeah for submitting to you know to quilt con and it's like you need that precision almost yeah. and that i yeah i'm with you i get like perfection paralysis right so i was working on i have had one quilt in quilt con and the whole time I was working and I had never even been, I had never, I barely heard about it, you know, that mm -hmm. year. And I was like, okay, but I just caught the work on, I got the top done, but I couldn't figure out how to get it quilted. I didn't have a long arm at the time before I was, before I worked at Handy Quilter, mm -hmm. I had a friend who had one and she couldn't get it done right away. And I was like, well, maybe I could tie it. And I was like, oh, heavens no, <laughs> you couldn't have a tied quilt in quilt con, you know? Mm -hmm. So I walk in, I, you know, I had a friend quilt it for me. I walk into quilt con to where the hall where my quilts get exhibited on one side it's this giant denim quilt with these big yarn ties that are about this long you know hanging yeah. down like, oh i guess you can quilt it <laughs> you can tie a quilt and now like people are doing everything you know like yeah. all types of quilting slash tying slash embroidery slash you know mm -hmm. hand quilting yeah so anyway, it really kind of opened my eyes, but yeah, yeah. Anyway, it was funny because um, the guild I'm in, our last meeting that we had, I think, or maybe it was in May. Anyway, we talked about like what judges kind of look for in quilts because my the guild um, they host a quilt show at the end of September, uh -huh. and our vice president is um she's getting like nationally certified to be a quilt judge but then she's also in charge of setting up judging for our um county fair and 
like all this stuff. So she just was like kind of walking us through the process. And so a bunch of us brought quilts and laid them out and we all kind of switched around the room. So we weren't judging our own quilts, but just looking at the things and, and it really is the concept of like, whatever you choose to do, just do it well. And, and I thought that was like such a cool thing because I think we do get this idea that it has to be something specific when it is, it's like, whatever you're choosing to do, just do that thing really well. And so whether you tie it or long arm it or hand quilt it, like just make sure it's done well, as best as you can do. And and I mean, I'm nowhere near making anything that could be entered into any kind of quilt show. I'm not, I'm not there yet, but I think that kind of rattles around in my head because it's that concept of like anything worth doing is worth doing well. And right. like, you want that satisfaction of knowing you, you did your best work on something instead of just being like, well, I got kind of lazy and now I don't appreciate it as much as I could if I had worked a little harder on it kind of thing but but I just liked that the way she put that because it was just like it eased up a lot of that stress of thinking like oh it has to be custom quilted and you know has to be super dense and it has to have all these things and no (laughs) it doesn't it's just whatever you want to express through your quilting and however you want to present it is, is, you know, is fine. As long as, as long as it's done well. Right. <laughs> so I anyway, like I just thought that was really interesting Yeah. and not really ever. Like I've never been to quilt con and my mom and I are actually going to go to Raleigh. Oh, nice. Yeah. So I'm really excited about that, but, um, I don't know. I'm, I don't know what to expect really. I mean, I've heard other people's <laughs> stories about it, but I don't know. I, it was life-changing for me. The first one I went to, like I, cause I went, it was in Pasadena mm. and <clears throat> I had never really been to a quilt show. Like there's a couple, they have some in, in Salt Lake here occasionally, but mm-hmm. I think it only been to one, maybe two like years and years ago. So I really didn't know what to expect or, you know, didn't know what, what I was expecting, mm-hmm. but like you walk into this gigantic hall and everything's like more modern, you know, mm-hmm. like I more like more modern quilting yeah. and it's just like everything. It was just so, it was overwhelming. Like I, I was like blown away. I had to, I walked through the hall for a minute and then I, oh, the exhibit hall wasn't open yet or something. Mm-hmm. And I like had to walk, like I had to go get breakfast and just take a breath, take a breather, you know, mm-hmm. just to absorb it all in. So, yeah, I, don't know. I, I, it's, it's very, I, for me, sometimes it can be a two, a double-edged sword, I think, because mm-hmm. it's so like um, inspiring, but then I also get super in my head about judgmentalness and, you know, like, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. part of yeah. me, there's a part of me that's like, oh, I could have done that. And there's a part of me that's like, why didn't I do that? That's part of me is like, oh, I want to do that, you know. So yeah. Anyway, I yeah. it I loved it, and like I'm 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 hoping to go to Raleigh as well because I have that's where my niece is, is living in North Carolina. Yeah, and it's so beautiful there. So anyway, um, where did you live in California? You said you moved there for a little minute. Oh, uh, I lived in Huntington Beach. Mm. I was 21 or 22. Sure. So, yeah, it was a hot minute. But I still <laughs> loved it. I mean, yeah, I love Southern California. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. San Diego was one of the places we visited when I was growing up. Like, we went a few times, but. Yeah, and I so. love San Diego. If I could live in San Diego, oh, I'd be it's so beautiful there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I guess I could. There's quilters there, right? Yeah, there's quilters everywhere. <laughs> I even found quilt shops in Barcelona. <laughs> oh, nice. Mm-hmm. And then I interviewed a shop owner. She like was so, we emailed her, and I was like, "This makes me so nervous." But I I hope she said you know somebody says yes. We emailed a couple of different places, and um, her name is Anna Martinez, and she owns a Bernina shop, and she was like so excited. She's like, "Oh, my English teacher is going to be so proud of me." <laughs> <laughs> That's so, awesome. Yeah, it was really fun and just like 
yeah, it's like randomly on vacation. You wouldn't think, I mean, who would think to like work on vacation, but it's like, doesn't feel like work because I love talking about quilting and I love hearing from other quilters, like what, what they love about it and what keeps them in it. And she was just so accommodating. And I was like, oh, I wish my Spanish was better because (laughs) she was doing all the work, all the heavy lifting of that (laughs) one by having to speak English and she did great. And she's like, oh, I can't wait to show this to my English teacher. He's going to be so proud of me. <laughs> That's yeah. Fun. yeah. Anyway, do you see yourself resuming your podcast now that you're, you feel a little more settled or? Yes, definitely. Yeah. Will you be a guest on my podcast? Of course. Oh my gosh. That'd be so perfect. Okay. Yeah, of course. I would you. love that. I'll try to be better at setting up a time with you than you were with, I was with you. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'll try to be better. Okay. No, I have, I got good internet. So hopefully there's no skips or lags or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I have the room set up now. I have the microphone. Like I said, I just filmed one with myself. So I'm ready to dig back in. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So resuming soon. And I'm going to get it on the other podcast because I've just been doing it on YouTube. Mm -hmm. That's like what I could do, but I want to get it on the other platforms as well. So yeah. Well, I'm excited. I'm excited to be on your podcast, but I'm also excited for new, you know, any new and upcoming episodes you put out. Cause I think thank you. The the ones I have seen have been fantastic. And I think you're doing you're doing good work. So thank you very much. I'm excited to see that continue. And I've I've been excited to talk to you today and Me too. To, thank you so much. Yeah, of course. Just like be on this side of things and I mean, hopefully you get to go to ColtCon because that'll be so fun. We can hang out and yeah. Thank you for joining me on the show today. And I've had a great time chatting with you and I hope my listeners love you too and hop over to your podcast to, to check out all your episodes. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. And um, so you have your YouTube channel and then where else yes. can they find you online? YouTube is Quilty Friends Podcast. And there's a rainbow fabrics on the top. So you'll know that you're on the right place. And then on Instagram, I'm at Johnny Barfus. Okay. So J-O-H-N-N-Y Barfus. Perfect. Yeah. I will link those in the show notes. Oh, thank you. So that people can just get to you in one click. And right. hopefully they love your podcast as much as I do. And I can't wait to be on it. <laughs> yeah. Thank you and- so much. Yeah, of course. And next time you're in Boise, let me know so oh, we can hang I out. I totally will. Yeah. And next time I'm down in Salt Lake, because I was literally just there at the beginning of June. We oh. went to Ikea. <laughs> but I don't love Ikea. Now I know I can be like, come to Ikea with me. Yeah. It'll be great. <laughs> I do need to go, but that's fine. I mean, you know. Yeah. I love Ikea. Yeah. It's, it's a far drive. I'm like so bummed. I think they need to put one up here, but Oh, well, it's will get there. Yeah, we'll just take the five hour trip for, for now. <laughs> so, anyway, yeah. all right. Well, thanks again, and we'll chat soon. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Bye.